pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome back to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. I am your host, Pep, and we actually have a pretty full house tonight. I am joined by the always there, Alks. How are you doing, Alks? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, nice not to be working alone for once. Uh, I, I appreciate some other people showed up. Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? And we've got Reeb, the unpaid intern here. What's up? Yeah. Uh, you know, just same old, same old. Finally not on a trivia night so I can join the pod. So yeah. Always fun there. Reeb, how many how many trivia nights have you won since uh, uh well we don't need fun. to talk about that. <laughs> not many recently. Used to win a lot. Now uh we're 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 in a bit of a slump. We'll pull out of it though. And of course, last but not least, we are joined by the company exterminator. But more importantly, king of TikTok, Screw. What's going on, Screw? I'm not the exterminator. I was the janitor. Thank you very much. I'd appreciate it if you knew my position. <laughs> but I'm in. I'll, I'll be the exterminator, too. That works. I mean, you worked your way up quite a bit in this company. You've had so many <laughs> positions. It's hard, to, it's hard to keep track. Well, we had a pretty interesting week 13, guys. And before we dive into these games, I personally feel like there are two of these games really not worth talking about because we gained no new data on either team playing in these two contests, and they're actually just not that fun to watch. And these two games were Cowboys Saints and Bills Patriots. What do you guys think? I think you got to throw the Rams Jags in there too. <laughs> I almost did. I loved watching Bills Patriots, honestly. It, I, that was one of my favorite games to watch. Uh, I all my all, all my roommates hated it. Uh, so one of my roommates said Bill Belichick should be in prison for oh subjecting us to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I absolutely loved watching the Patriots just run it every play. It's just a weird, different sort of game. Um, and it, I thought it was an interesting like dichotomy of like. The, the Bills had, like, the advantage of the fact that, like, they they had they had a quarterback who was actually able to have the arm strength to cut through the wind. Um, but the Patriots obviously had the advantage that they actually have a run game. And, they, you know, you, the fact that they were just able to run in every play and able to move the ball somewhat effectively um, was, was pretty insane. And they ended up winning. Like, it's a, like a classic Patriots win. I was surprised. Uh, you know, the Patriots just should have come out at halftime with leather helmets on because they were playing football like it was 1904. But yeah, an impressive win. Very old school. And now we're back on the talk of Bill. Or Ryan Clark actually said this. Bill Belichick is God. He's better than God. So, God. you know, one some people are coach of the year. Some people are God level. And that's where we're at now. And the Saints game, I'll just mention, I didn't watch much of it, but I did look down at my phone at the gym and I saw, oh, deep ball caught by Lil Jordan Humphrey. I was like, okay, yeah, this this makes sense. Who was going to catch the ball in the Saints offense for this game? Lil Jordan Humphrey. Obviously. And, uh, you know, just clear, clear number one receiver there. Um, and with those games out of the way, let's start with the game that really warms my heart this weekend. I'm such a sucker for moments like this. Dan Campbell and the Lions get their first win with the seconds ticking off against the Vikings. That was awesome. 
I feel like we all should have known that it was going to happen against the Vikings. That just fits. Yeah. Like, I, we should I, have I, all picked the Lions, to be <laughs> honest, this week. I, I wrote about it in the pick I'm saying that this, uh, I, I was like, I have, ex- I'm, like, I feel like this is going to happen. And <laughs> I'm still going to take the Vikings, but uh, I was not at all surprised. That <laughs> but it, w- it was a great moment. Great final drive by, by Jared Goff. Very impressive. Um, so a good, good, good feeling moment. I had no faith at all when they had the ball on that last <laughs> drive. I was like, there's no, there's no way. I'm like, they have mo- no momentum. It's over. They had their chance, but he did I it. I mean, if there's a team that knows heartbreak and just close finishes where they lose, it's the Vikings. So, yeah. Well, the Lions have done their fair share of that too. So, well, yeah, but. You know, you get up a little extra for division games. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. I, I've messed this season up for myself a little bit because I've been trying so hard with my Peps Picks column and just getting way too involved in the uh, gambling aspect of football that I, I haven't like allowed myself as a... homeless. Just a, yeah. <laughs> Look, my life savings is gone, but I'm able to enjoy the sport. Uh Sometimes I have just forgotten that I enjoy just, you know, watching football and enjoy watching the game. I don't have to, you know, follow every single player for my bet. Um, that moment right there, just everybody at Ford Field going nuts. It just completely took me out of that world and back into just enjoying the game. And it allowed me to enjoy the 4 p.m. slate with our Washington football team getting their fourth straight win and just cooling the jets on the gambling aspect. So I really appreciated that. Thank you, Dan Campbell, for taking me out of my degeneracy for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess another game we can uh, dive into is the return of Gardner Minshew on the Eagles. Uh, that game, Alex, I really took it as a joke, but you weren't wrong. It kind of was a shootout to start off. There were five <laughs> straight crazy. scoring possessions. Six straight, not the six straight scoring possessions, but six straight touchdown possessions. They scored touchdowns on each of the first six drives. Can't stop them. It, it was insane. Uh, probably probably Zach Wilson's best game. I mean, he still wasn't perfect. He, uh, But, you know, there haven't been a lot of good games to compare to, so probably his best game as a, as a starter. Gard, but Gardner Minshew is better. Um, and uh, I, I mean, it is the Jets' defense, which is just awful. So I don't know how much to take away from that. But you know, nice moment for him. I kind of feel like Elijah Moore is just going wildly unnoticed for what he's done in three of these his past four games, just because he's on the Jets. Yeah, it just feels like it doesn't matter. Like, sure, you're getting 150 and a touchdown, but like, he's still lost. Still, nobody cares. Yes. And then uh, we, we keep the Miles Sanders streak going. He had over 20 carries for 120 yards and zero touchdowns. Zero. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell got the rushing touchdown. <laughs> so always love that. Do you guys think there's a QB controversy in Philadelphia? I think Gardner Minshew's going to have like maybe one more decent game and then people will figure him out again and he's going to start sucking. <laughs> kind of like what no. happened with the Jags. I, I don't think there's a QB controversy. I think Joe Burrow's going to be out for a few weeks. 
due to his pinky, and then the Bengals are going to sign Gardner, and he, Gardner is going to be the <laughs> franchise quarterback, and then Joe Burrow is going to get dropped, and then the Steelers pick him up. You are just... Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, Doing Reed. some crazy, gotta keep, some crazy logic manifesting to get Joe Burrow. It out there. I need to manifest it. Manifest it into reality. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to stop watching football if Joe Burrow ever wins a game for the Steelers. <laughs> I just stop. It's not even fun. <laughs> That's all I want now. <laughs> all right, so Gardner Minshew, next Bengals starting quarterback. He's going to win the No Questions Asked Award for that little conversation tidbit right there. I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> what game know. do you guys want to talk about next here? Why don't we talk about Reed's favorite team, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals? Gosh. The uh, Bengals Chargers. I probably should have just stopped watching when I said I should, when Jamar Chase takes like a perfect deep pass and then just juggles it into the Chargers defensive back for an easy interception. Um, but no, I kept watching, thinking maybe, maybe we'll come back. And then they did. And then just that that Joe Mixon fumble was just one of the most deflating plays I've seen in such a long time. And especially because, like, it's Christian Covington that forced the fumble. How are you going to let Christian Covington make a game-changing play like that against you? <laughs> uh, yeah, this was, this was in, an interesting game. I think it was 24 straight from the Chargers to start, then 22 straight from the, the Bengals, and then the Chargers closed it out with 17. Straight. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. looks like a worse loss than it really was, but like, I I think if Mixon doesn't fumble, I honestly think the Bengals win that game. You're in Chargers territory, like Chargers 35. It's second and two. You're only down by two points, and you're driving, and then you just immediately give up a fumble six, and it's like all the momentum is gone, and there's yeah. just no shot after that. Yeah, I mean it. Not not the best game for the Bengals all around. Um, do you think there's you know any? Are you concerned at all with Jamar Chase? Like I feel like he had kind of a poor game, but not really. I mean, I think he still has the drop issues, and I think it's just something that's going to follow him until he can get over it for a long enough period of time. But I'm not worried that he's going to like get in his head or anything. Because, I, I mean, Joe Burrow still feeds him a lot, and he's still, he still has decent stat lines. He just isn't getting he's the deep shots anymore. Games anymore. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, he's not getting 200 yards, two touchdowns every week. Oh, no. <laughs> like, he was never going to keep up that pace. But... I mean, based on what was given to me for him in Dynasty, I feel like that's what, <laughs> that's what he needs to do. Yeah, you may <laughs> have oh, sold high there, so good job on that one. <laughs> I think the main concern is just how many injuries that happen. I mean, Burrow's pinky is dislocated, and who knows if he can even throw properly for the next couple of weeks. Or ever play for the Bengals again. Mixon is ill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, T. Higgins hurt his ankle. Uh, Wouzier hurt his foot on a run back that was just so clearly – he was so clearly down – so obviously touched down on his interception and the rest were like, nah, keep going. Just do this pointless run out and get tackled and hurt your foot. 
And just they're just piling up. All of our linebackers are hurt. We got to start like Joe Batchy at linebacker, like an undrafted guy out of Michigan State. So don't have a lot of hopes for that. You want Devin Bush? Good thing we're going up against George Kittle next week. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Well, that game was a wild one, and I'm going to give it the We Went for a Ride award. We went for a ride, man. Is that Gus Bradley still? That is Gus Bradley in a oh. post game victory speech from 2015. That's what we do here at Pro Football Jokes. This is a deep pull. Hey, you know. <laughs> Got to do it to him. You know, a game that looked actually kind of uh, close for a while there was the Bucks and Falcons. We got to witness a Tom Brady pick six. Such a weird pick six, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. If it was that close. It was like that pick six made it made it a three point game, but it was like, did, did anybody ever think the Falcons had a chance in this game? I always <laughs> think the Falcons have a chance, dude. They didn't even <laughs> score after that. Yeah. <laughs> Falcons offense put up ten points. <laughs> well, to me, it was a it was a statement by the offense because clearly they just don't need Calvin Ridley when you have an elite guy like Russell Gage out there catching all the passes. Yeah, being catching a lot of passes, Chris Godwin fifteen catches in this game. How many passes does Brady end up with? A lot, but not <laughs> Pro- probably more than yeah, Matt Jones did. He had fifty one yeah. passes. 38 of 51. By the time Chris Godwin had 99 yards, it looked like he was injured pretty badly. And then I didn't see the game for a little bit. And there he was with like a million catches for 150. Nope. 15 catches, 143 yards. That's an all right stat line. Couldn't find the end zone. Would have been nice if he had given me a touchdown. But, you know, I'm not not complaining. He's no Deontay, but he's all right. Yeah, I did. Uh, I guess uh, we probably don't need to talk more about my trade, but I did have the option to either get rid of Deontay Johnson or Chris Godwin. So I, I ended up keeping Godwin. Uh, Ooh, but Deontay Johnson had an even bigger game. <laughs> I'd probably keep Chris Godwin as well. Yeah, I don't know. I Deontay's a beast. Deontay is really good. You're going to regret that when Dwayne Haskins is thrown to him next year. <laughs> <laughs> so quit Haskins. So quit asking. <laughs> I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> That's a good joke. Anyway, also Gronk is back. Two touchdowns in that game. Finally awarding me for that anytime touchdown. Gronk, Gronk looking looking like he's uh, back to full string. <laughs> Sorry, Gus Bradley has cut me off again. <laughs> he's just got to get his points I'm a mess in. over here. I'm Gus a mess is- over here. <laughs> this is basically on the pod it's fine <laughs> more appearances than me <laughs> now that he's got some new voice lines he's just dying to try him out <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm trying to choose right here between the Seahawks 49ers or Bears Cardinals which game, uh, which game was more exciting to you guys well I was I was tracking the Seahawks 49ers uh, more closely uh, just because I did have uh, quite a bit of quite a bit invested in it financially um, and it, it didn't didn't quite work out for me. Really, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't care about the history between these two teams. The Seahawks can always win these ma- these matchups, and like the Seahawks have been awful 
49ers are hot and they're going to destroy the Seahawks. And it, it just didn't happen. Something I kind of realized during this game, and it doesn't happen every time, but a George Kittle breakout game like this is always kind of disastrous for the 49ers. They always seem to like blow these games where George Kittle is just crushing it. It's like <laughs> you have your passing game figured out a little bit. Jimmy tossed two picks, but you have the passing figured out and then the rushing's kind of lacking. Uh, Eli Mitchell gets hurt yet again. Uh, and then the Seahawks just decide that after we call them the worst team in the NFL, they're going to put up points for once and like look somewhat like an offense. My takeaway from them is Dwayne Eskridge exists. He's a thing that actually is an existing football player. He got involved a little bit. Gerald Everett, uh, four catches for seven yards and a fumble. Bad fantasy pick this week. <laughs> he, dude, he, he had like one of the worst games I've ever seen by, I mean, by a play. Like, he, <laughs> did he lose? I thought he lost two fumbles. Uh, did he, yeah, he lost two fumbles. Plus, he had the drop, the drop pass in the end zone that was a pick. Like tipped it up to the 49ers in in, his, in their end zone, so he was basically responsible for three turnovers. How do you do that as a tight end? I don't know if I've seen Gerald Everett do anything good this season. Anytime it's like pan to him in red zone or anything, <laughs> it's like something bad. Even if he does, like even if he catches a pass, he got a taunting call in the one that I saw. That was rough by Gerald Everett. One of the uh, harder things to watch. Uh, Something that was also hard to watch, more annoying, was Russell Wilson's press conference. He's just a robot. He's a robot. He's... <laughs> Russell Wilson is like one of the weirdest people in the NFL. He's always been a robot. <laughs> he was overwhelmingly positive, and he was just like way too happy about four and eight. And then, <laughs> then it was the classic Russell like spiel. He's just like in, in getting to hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson, just a great guy, one of the best ever. Yeah, and then later this later this week, it comes out like which teams he wants to play for next year. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's not even. It's like the Giants and the Saints. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh, I, I so hope Russell goes to the Saints," and I'm like, "With what money? They're they're already in debt for like five years." <laughs> You're gonna have to cut everybody, <laughs> and then it's gonna be another Seahawks situation where he's it's playing with Taysom Hill for like the next four years. So, <laughs> goodness, <laughs> I heard brutal. the Bengals need a spot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> just Drew won't that let it die. Dead horse and just beating the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys heard about uh, our old uh, our old football team, uh, South County Stallions, played in the state semis this weekend, and I went to the game. And at halftime, they were down twenty-eight to zero, so I left. <laughs> did they come back after? I was about you to say, left? did they win? Uh, no, they uh, they scored one touchdown, but uh, I, oh. I don't think it went very well after that. So, well, that's a pretty good joke. It's pretty much what happened when. In our year, when the yep. team went to the when Larry Fitzgerald just destroyed them in the state finals. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you I looked that guy up? Like I looked him up from Phoebus on like two four seven recruiting. He wasn't even that good. He was like a low three star, just destroying South County. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were in the state uh, finals <laughs> last year, 
and we lost to Oscar Smith, and they thought they were hot shit after the game. So they went and started inviting other state champions to play against them. And California came out to Virginia to play Oscar Smith. And California beat him 72-6. to Well, why would you <laughs> play someone after you just won the state championship? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke, though. That's interesting. I know Alex hates those, so. Those 757 schools. They do have a bunch of good players, but. Back to your regular pro football joke talk. It sounds a, uh, you know, I'm just gonna throw the banana award at high school football talk. There's a beautiful banana. Um, <laughs> yeah, not much to say here about Bears Cardinals. That was the other option here. Uh, I just wanted to say that Jakeem Grant is randomly becoming the Bears' best player. <laughs> Each week he's just emerging more, and then I've just completely forgotten Allen Robinson exists. It's depressing. Andy Dalton, four interceptions. He had four picks. Oh my god! He did. He did. It was brutal. Yeah, it's rough. But uh, Kyler came back. DeAndre Hopkins didn't even warm up pregame. Caught a touchdown pass. I mean that that is his warm up. Playing the Bears is his warm up. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a uh, just a bit of a blowout. James Conner added to his touchdown total. I yep. think. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It was a it was a it was a receiving touchdown. So well, they they all count. It's still his overall touchdown count. Um, yeah, it was good to see Kyler Murray look look really good. Um, especially seeing him run the football a little bit was definitely good to see. Uh, look just as as fast as ever. Uh, well, he did, Kyler Murray only threw the ball fifteen times in this game, which is. Interesting, but I guess when you're playing the Bears and you know you're going to win, that's what you can do. They would bring Rondale Moore into the mix. Rondale Moore, the next Debo Samuel, and have him rush for negative 20 yards. Like, Rondale Moore is running backwards on his end arounds. That's kind of – I didn't get to see much action of this game, but for obvious reasons, Bears were just turning it over like crazy. Good jokes, though. Good jokes were made. Well, they're a game closer to getting rid of Nagy, so take the positives that you He's can get. He's still hanging around. Is Justin Fields going to come back anytime soon? Or Yep, he just got uh, confirmed think, that he'll be I back think on. I he'll probably be back either next week. Well, they, they like released that he's coming back for Sunday night, so he'll play the Packers. Okay. Like he's good to go. Well, that'll be interesting. That's good. He can fix them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna save Matt job. Uh, it's just depressing. It's depressing <laughs> talking about the Bears. I don't know if I can put them on my top five most unwatchable teams. They're like there though. They're pretty they bad. Part of that list. The Giants are definitely in there. Um, I don't even think oh, there's God. much to say about that well, matchup with the Dolphins. No, let's not talk about Mike Glennon versus <laughs> the Dolphins. But nice, nice job of the Dolphins. They're back in the playoff hunt, I guess. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, he's a catch machine, so he he's looking good. Uh, we've already done the. This is sad watching Saquon rant. So, if you want to hear about that, go back to the last podcast. Um, all right, this, I want to go to a game that it was really frustrating to me because this team felt like they were playing to lose, but not by much as much they're playing to not get blown out 
the Denver Broncos versus the Chiefs. And I understand Vic Fangio probably saw that graphic two weeks ago of all the women surveyed on Reddit. And they're talking about how hot the NFL head coaches were. They ranked them one through 32. Bill Belichick was ranked the ninth hottest coach. Vic Fangio was dead last at 32. And, you know, I get it, man. It's rough. That's, that's a rough place to be uh, when 300 strangers on the Internet say that about you. But it doesn't mean you have to just completely give up the game before it even starts and just not even trust your kicker to – kick a field goal on the 20-yard line and just go for it on, like, fourth and five with Teddy Bridgewater in your offense. Like, I don't even think I saw him throw it over five yards. So, or he did. He tried to, and it went into double coverage. And after that, they said no. He certainly didn't complete a pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex, you were like, no, maybe he's just trying to cover the spread. And I was like, that yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but I don't know. What did you guys he, think about this? He didn't, even, he didn't even succeed, but... Uh, that's what they were trying to do <laughs> it felt like just the most useless 150 yard game from Javante Williams like I saw a bunch of posts afterwards talking about what a great game he had I was like they're all they're all checkdowns. like the Chiefs just were willing to give him yards because they know they weren't gonna score once they got to the red zone and so he just racked up yards and I don't know it just felt empty it's like he didn't really work hard to get those yards. He just got a check down from Teddy Bridgewater and no one was in, within five yards from him. <laughs> yeah, it was like the the Javante Williams breakout game, but like yeah. it it didn't feel earned. It was just like, here you go. Well, no, you got nine goddamn points. Like, who cares if you got 150 yards if you didn't score at all? Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like he also needs like a little help from the actual passing game, downfield passing game. Most probably. likely. But I mean, <laughs> when you got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, it's probably not on the receivers. Well, I didn't say it was on the receivers. <laughs> I'm just saying Devontae, like Devontae Williams, it's not, not his fault. I think the Broncos are on the, the list of offenses that are just the most painful to watch. They might be the most painful for me. Yeah, they, they, they are rough. Uh, I mean, they, they've had a few good games. Um, but yeah, it is tough with like all the weapons they have, and they just don't have the, the offense to support it. It just makes me sad thinking that like what year we could have had if Aaron Rodgers went to the Broncos when all those trade talks were happening. Would have just been so much more interesting. Yeah, uh, the Broncos would probably be a pretty good team if uh, they had Aaron Rodgers instead of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> you know who else could use a QB right now? Oh my god! <laughs> Last one, that's right. It's depressing because at very rare times in this season, we've seen the Broncos and what they can be. I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential, but they simply don't want to get to that point ever again or throw past the first down marker or get past the first down marker. So it's just like, that's the result. And, you know, we gave Teddy crap for not even trying to tackle against the Ravens. And then he showed us what trying to tackle looks like. 
I never want to see him try to tackle again. He didn't even use his arms. He just kind of ran into the guy. He threw his head at the highest point of the man's body, (laughs) knocked over a guy who actually had a shot at tackling him, actually pushed him to make him go faster into the end zone. It was like he reminded me of this kid I used to play peewee football with who was like a great running back, but in every Oklahoma drill, he just went for the highest point, like tackled for the top of the shoulders, make like the loudest sound but he would just get drilled and not make any sort of <laughs> tackle whatsoever it just made a hitting How are you noise gonna call and it it. like that dude oh no it wasn't him <laughs> <laughs> no jeff was a great player this was uh this was q <laughs> okay so um anyway it just yeah i don't want to see that again that was that was just a poor effort he's got to take some lessons Teddy. from from justin herbert Justin Herbert had a nice form tackle on on Jesse Bates. Hey, you know what? Was it Cardinals game where Andy Dalton had a good tackle? Well, he he broke his thumb the other time, so he's learned. Don't go <laughs> don't go thumb first into the defender. Thumb first. Yeah, he he did a nice job of of hustling. He I don't think he even actually made the tackle, but he slowed him up enough to. Let, have another guy made the tackle. So I do remember he got he got yeah. so far back, like they were running it back to the end zone, and I thought he had gotten past everybody, like he was just clear. And then yeah. on the right side of the screen, Andy Dalton just appears, and I was like, how did he get that Andy far back? Andy Dalton zooming out of nowhere. <laughs> he did Can't cover see. a lot of ground. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like the uh, infamous Big Ben shoestring tackle against the Colts in the playoffs all those years ago. <laughs> Can you imagine like Big Ben tackling anybody now? <laughs> Just crumple into dust. <laughs> like I can imagine like Ben like trying to dive for somebody's foot and then like landing like ten yards short. Like by the time he hits the ground, the guy has already moved like ten yards down. He'd get up holding his elbow like he's really hurt and then would throw for two hundred and fifty more yards and three touchdowns in a game. I see it happening like that Bruce Willis Samuel L. Jackson movie where Samuel L.'s bones are made of glass and that scene where he like falls down the stairs and breaks every bone (laughs) probably what would happen with Ben throwing his shoulder at somebody (laughs) but uh, yeah that report came out right before the game that Ben says he will not be playing for the Steelers next season guys still rumors yeah just rumors. I mean, since I mean, Joe Burrow is going to be there next year, that's true. So. He's got to make up. A, <laughs> he's got to make way. It did make me yeah. laugh when Cam Hayward got interviewed and they asked him if Ben talked about retiring, and Cam Hayward just said, "Yeah, we discussed some things, but I'd like to keep it between us." And it's like, okay, that obviously means <laughs> he said he was going to retire. <laughs> but I feel like Ben's been but saying nice that for try. like forever. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Well, he, like, alternates. Sometimes he's like, ah, I don't know that I'm going to come back next year. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely playing next year. Yeah. But this year he got swept by the Bengals, so he's like, oh, my God, it's probably it's probably time. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is over. <laughs> but now he beats the Ravens, so. Yeah, that I don't understand. I'm so confused. We've, we've beat Lamar, I feel like, almost every single time we've played him. I don't even know the last time we actually lost to Lamar. We swept them last year, and I'm pretty sure the year before. I feel like the Ravens don't appreciate what they have in Justin Tucker. 
I feel like there's so many instances oh. where they're on like the 40 or the 45 and he probably would make the field goal and they just yeah. decide to punt it. And then like here, why wouldn't you just go to overtime when you have one of the best kickers in the history of the league? Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate the going for two, but I agree with I you on like, like, the, the, kick, the kicking <laughs> it. Because <laughs> uh, like, I feel like they always try to play the analytics, and yeah, it's like it's not smart to kick it from like the the forty. You'd rather, I mean, you might as well just go for it at that point because you probably have a better chance to make it going for it and then kicking it from that far. But like, you gotta you gotta factor in the fact that you got Justin Tucker. Yeah, like has a way higher percentage. Throw the analytics out the window when Justin Tucker makes like every fourth quarter field goal he's ever attempted. I actually really did like the call because I feel like if you're like in a divisional big game on the road, your defense lost like most of its cornerbacks and you're on, you need two yards to win the game and you have Lamar. Like I've, I mean, they I had it. Yeah. You, play have, was there. You, have, you have all the momentum. You just went down the field. All you need is just one more play to get in. And I, I think you have one of the best you know, tools to do it in, in Lamar Jackson. So I, I like the call. They they just missed it. Um, and yeah, it, it happens. Are you guys worried about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense? Just worried about the Ravens uh, in general with how many injuries they have. I mean, I'm, if, I, I don't really feel much different about it. I've never really, like, it hasn't really been that good this year. Like, it's been been fine and they 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 do get the they uh, it, they've been impressive in the fact that when they've needed a drive at the end of games they always seem to convert so i mean that's parts huge but uh you know i don't i don't know that they're that good a team yeah they weren't like you know crazy amazing but it just seems these past few weeks lamar's been in his own head or something making some questionable decisions uh the ball really isn't going downfield as much to Hollywood Brown. Hollywood had a few catches, but uh, I don't know. They're not stretching the field as much. He had such a hot start to the season. And then uh, after he came back from injury, it seems like he's uh, he's just not producing as much. Um, he he uh, seems like he gets frustrated just very easily, and then he kind of gets in his own head. Uh, it might be it might be a genetic thing. Genetic thing. <laughs> you know, luckily for them and luckily for all of us as football viewers, we get to see another Browns Ravens game this week. So, you know, we can really see another 12 to 10 kind of effort from both teams. Yeah, well, the Browns got the bye week to think about their loss to the Ravens and now they get to play the Ravens again. <laughs> the schedule makers really fumbled the bag this season. <laughs> I don't know why they like the, they do that with the, some division games. Like, yeah, you know, in the past few years, uh, it's sort of weird that they like to put like two out of three games against each other. Who'd you That's guys happening make- with the with the football team and the Cowboys coming up here too? The football team, our final five games are Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Yeah, we've, we've only we've only played one division game. That's hilarious. <laughs> Unprecedented. Joke. That's like a Madden 07 franchise mode <laughs> year 30 schedule. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. 
that just seems like a college schedule too. You got all your like out of conference games out of the way, and now it's now it's conference play. <laughs> yeah, now the real challenge, yeah. NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think it's they're all winnable games. Uh, like I was saying earlier, when it comes to divisional matchups, really anything's fair game and. Uh, to me, the Cowboys-Saints game didn't really show me much about the Cowboys that I didn't already know, other than you know Tony Pollard got the ball a little bit more. But I I don't know really what to expect in this football team-Dallas matchup. I actually like the prospects of Terry McLaurin having a big game and Amari getting a little, little healthier and Amari having a good game against the football team. I do weirdly think the schedule is... It's kind of laying out well for the football team because I feel like... Cowboys are kind of dragging a little bit. And so it's probably best to be hitting them now compared to at the beginning of the year when they were just on a tear. Football team 100 to nothing. Feels <laughs> pretty, pretty confident in that score. Maybe a little bit more for the football team. I mean, I was actually looking up tickets for the game this week, but like the nosebleeds are like $300. I was like, no. <laughs> My God, Dan Snyder, your product what? is not that, is... that good. What? <laughs> Yeah, man. Everybody wants to sit at the highest point so that pipes can't burst on top of them. <laughs> God. I got I got tickets to the the one in Dallas that are cheaper than that. That's true. Aren't you going? Y'all going and like right before yeah, New Year's? Yeah. Jump and I will be reporting on site for that game. Nice. Feel free to drive the extra six hours from Dallas to come visit me in Lubbock. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll do that with the car Just a I totally quick six-hour drive. <laughs> Some football team news today that really split the fan base was uh, Montez Sweat unvaccinated, testing positive for COVID, and all of the replies to the tweets were like, "Oh, he's so selfish! What an idiot! So selfish!" And I was like, "What? That's like the most unselfish thing. We're doing so well without Montez Sweat." <laughs> 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 at least he didn't make a fake Vax card. So. I was That's just right. about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, have you guys been watching the defense without our so-called best players? <laughs> it, it, it's funny. <laughs> like, yeah, let's uh, just get, you get Smith Williams and Two Hill <laughs> out there on the edge. <laughs> and they'll, they'll take care of things. It's something to watch. There's no reason it should be happening, but here we are yet again at six and six at a crossroads. Our, our season is in our own hands <laughs> and uh, you know, they just are about to go and win, win out here. And I mean, I think Heineke's gotten better every week and he mean, is. He's got playing a shot. <laughs> much more consistently. I mean, still, still not perfect. There were a couple throws that, Still, uh, we're we're not the best, but best decisions. But uh, overall, I mean, he's he's played great, and I, I love watching Heineke. It does also seem a bit unfortunate that like the game Logan Thomas come back comes back, he gets blasted in his knee and <laughs> is yeah. now out for the season. Yeah, that is a brutal loss, and I'm not <clears throat> trying to talk about Logan Thomas like he's God, but he really does kind of everything pretty well blocking he does he runs routes pretty well he's reliable target uh outside of terry and yeah, yeah it's just a bummer now Agreed. they'll have to rely on john bates so pretty bad. solid quarterback oh <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, he was a solid quarterback. Our emergency yeah. quarterback. Uh, he um, had a good one good year, and then not so great. I guess it sounds tacky to talk about, but I just Taylor Heineke has some intangibles. You know, just he's clutch in certain moments, and uh, I love watching him get pumped up on the sidelines when when he makes those clutch plays or yeah. a field goal is being made. So when Brian Johnson nails a 48 yard field goal just making chris blewett feel bad from the couch i do laugh it's funny that washington went from one virginia tech kicker to another just seems weirdly specific to (laughs) zone in on those two people ron has an interesting taste in kickers yeah i mean if joey sly didn't try to run so hard maybe he'd still be the kicker just there's somebody who tried to make a tackle, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> and look how it ended up for him. He tore his hamstring and got cut. Oh, this just randomly popped in my head. We don't really need to talk about the game, Colts, Texans. It was yep. what we expected of it. Good but Lord. I was looking at I was looking at who got a rushing attempt for this game. A few different players here. Let me read them off for you. Rex Burkhead, Brandon Cooks, <laughs> uh, Davis Mills. Tyrod Taylor, Royce Freeman, and Jalen Samuels. And it just goes to Alex's point a few podcasts ago. If you don't know where a random running back has gone, they're on the Texans. Jalen Samuels somehow is in the backfield now. I can't believe Rex Burkhead is still on the Texans. (laughs) He's like the running back one now. Why did they hold on to him when they had like Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram? They they cut Philip Lindsay. They're like Rex Burkhead, 18 carries, 40 yards. This is our guy. Philip Lindsay's out of a job. (laughs) They didn't give any, uh, what? It's that Rex Burkhead was their leading rusher with eight carries. Nobody else is more than three. (laughs) My God. (laughs) The Texans and uh, the Texans just cut Zach Cunningham, who they just had signed to a big deal. So now they have 12 million in dead money for next year, which is just, Good for them. I mean, they just want to have no talent on their roster is their goal. So. They were winning too many games, and they're like, oh, man, we kind of want to get uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe we should lose some more games. They had Squidward talk to the team, and he's like, repeat after me. I have no talent. <laughs> so I think we, we covered just about every game there, and we uh, went for a ride. We went for a ride, man. We went for a ride. And based on our discussions, you know, I created a little best uh, spirited daily fantasy sports team of it's mostly joke players. A couple of them are outside that category. But this is a team that would have given you give a defense with 10 points and a kicker with 10 points. You're in the 154 points range at QB. We have Gardner Minshew with 18.78 points at running back. We have the infamous Sony Michelle with 21.9 points running back to Javante Williams breakout game 29.8 points and now this is my favorite part the wide receiver core it's exactly who you'd expect in it Russell Gage Jakeem Grant and Elijah Moore <laughs> and at tight end I threw in Gerald Everett for negative points it's really humble to do a little bit so if any of those guys are available in your league go for them I feel like all those wide receivers are like the exact same player. 
don't know why <laughs> they just way? seem like it's so weird thing. like fantasy just like towards the end of the year it's always just like this the most random group of players that will will lead each week and yeah. there's always like a few weeks and when when there are injuries and this weird stuff happens and like this i feel like there have been more of those usual this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this definitely is the next man up group yeah, so that's why I gotta, I gotta give Cortland Sutton some credit. He's consistent <laughs> at getting me two points a game. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is true. I just I can't get over Jakeem Grant. Just it's a really good joke to me. Just a kickoff returner. Bears are like this guy right here. Yeah, he started started the season on the Dolphins and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pep, I, I, I did have a little. Uh, I know I know Drew's been slacking with his uh, chopping blocks, but I, I had a, a little weird Oof. game that I uh, I put together. All uh, right, let's do it. So I was just, what's uh, the title? Uh, the title uh, is it's jokes and cokes, man. All right. Oh, dude. there's a beautiful banana. It's called banana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so. <laughs> for each franchise, um, you know, there. I, I, I was looking up the top five passing yards leaders for each franchise, um, and just it just came across to me that you know there are a few quarterbacks that are in the top five for multiple franchises. Uh, so there are eleven quarterbacks who are top five for multiple franchises. Uh, I want to see how many you guys can name. Um, so, uh, just it's because it's a very weird list. I will tell you that. Tom um, Brady. Tom Brady is not. He's only played one season for the Bucks. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is one. That is correct. Hell yeah! That was probably the easiest one. There's Hell one man. more pretty easy one that you guys should. I'm have. thinking it's the guy that was on the 49ers and the Chiefs, but I can't remember his name. Joe Montana. Yeah. Uh, you can't remember Joe Montana's name right yep. now. There, <laughs> he, he is not top five for the Chiefs. Um, Damn. There, Brett I, I will, Favre. Uh, Brett Favre, nope. He is not top five for the Vikings. Um, I mean, is it people that like we could realistically get? Okay, all right, all right. So there are two people who retired before 2000. I'll give you those two. There's Fran Tarkenton. I would have uh, guessed Fran Tarkenton. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew gets a point. He is top five for yeah. the Giants and the Vikings. Um, and uh, Jim Everett, who is top five for the Rams. He's actually the Rams' leading passer. Um, and top five for the Saints as well. The better Everett for the Rams. <laughs> that is true. It's pr- pretty weird to me that Jim Everett is the leading passer for the Los Angeles Rams. Like, <laughs> all the, like They've had some pretty good quarterbacks. but Like uh, Jared Goff. Jared Jared Goff is number four all time for the Rams. Oh uh... crap! That is (laughs) impressive. All right, so the other other nine you already named one, so the other eight are all fairly recent. Oh, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's got to be one, right? That that is correct. Um, Drew Brees. Drew Bledsoe. No, Drew Bledsoe is incorrect. Drew Brees is correct. That was the other God. pretty easy one that I thought uh, you guys might. He's get. top five for the Chargers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's it makes he's sense. like um, 
he's he's five. So, I mean, okay. it doesn't take take that much to. Uh, I really just want you to guess one of them. Um, there, I, I'll tell you there are two I, that are active quarterbacks currently. I'm, I'm going to take two fun guesses here. Okay. All right, Kerry Collins. That is correct. Kerry oh Collins gosh. is correct. John Kitna. John oh, Kitna. Kirk? Is not. Kirk? Kirk is correct. He is the Got one him. active starting quarterback. There is another active quarterback who is a backup. Mike Glennon. Joe Flacco. Mitch Trubisky. I, I will tell you, he is a joke. Uh, Chad, Chad Henney? It's Chad Henney. Yeah. He is Wait, number what? five for the Jaguars and the Dolphins. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> big shoes to fill, man. Uh, yeah. So you guys got pretty much everybody. Um, there's one quarterback who has top five for three different teams. Um, um it's uh, it's a guy who's known for kind of being r- the random quarterback. In Ryan Fitzpatrick. Country. No, it is not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Damn. Uh, I really want it. I want this one. Pep should. I feel like Pep should know this. Yeah, I'm trying to. Wait, he's top five for three teams. He, yes. And he's not on that list. He is on this list. Uh, I mean, of the ones we've already mentioned. No, not on the one. Not, no, you've not already mentioned him. Okay. I wish it was like Jake Delhomme, but it's not. <laughs> it um, has he played in the last 15 years? 15. I think he retired about 15 years ago. About, I think like 14 years ago he retired. I believe it was 2007 or 2008 might have been his last year. Oh, crap. He was definitely in QB club. He was. <laughs> um. All right. So the quarterback, the teams that he played for, or that he's top five for, he played for more teams. But to give uh, us one the of them. Jets, the, uh, the, the Jets are probably the team that you probably know. Chad Pennington? Vinny Testaverde. He's also top five for the Buccaneers and the Ravens. My brain was not working. Yes. Uh, And then the only other person is, uh, I think that you didn't say, was Steve McNair. He's top five for the Ravens and the Titans. Dang. That that was pretty good. Oh, no. Sorry. There there is one other quarterback that you didn't mention. It was Jake Plummer. Oh, the Cardinals and the, um, How could we forget? Remember when he flicked off the fans? <laughs> I I was really hoping like as soon as you said top five for two teams, I just wanted like a random name like Chris Winky or something like that. Just I mean, I feel like Chad Henney was was pretty good. That, that's, that's a really good one. The only reason that I want and like he's like probably like one more season from Tua and Trevor Lawrence will will pass him. Like oh my God. He Dude. only he only has fifty he has fifty eight hundred yards for the Jaguars. He has seven thousand yards for the Dolphins. Like The Dolphins is not, impressive. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's impressive for the Dolphins. They've been around. I know. How do the Dolphins have so like such bad all time leaders? Like what we were talking about, Larry Sanko, where he's only got like six thousand yards, and he's the all-time <laughs> leading rusher for the Dolphins. They just have no continuity after other than Dan Marino. I guess they couldn't find a rusher. They tried with Ricky Williams. That didn't work out. 
OJ McDuffie or whatever his name was. That didn't work. Jay Ajayi <laughs> was good for like a year or two. <laughs> yeah, they have guys that are good for like a couple of years and then just peter out. You know, maybe Chad wouldn't be on that list if uh, Dante Culpepper didn't tear his ACL in 2008. But, well, that was a fun segment. <laughs> I like that a quite lot. a bit. <laughs> Should we move into week 14 picks and the state of our pick I think I got a little more room on Reeve this week. Uh, yeah, Screw is uh, is leading by uh, three games on, on Reed now. And uh, Pep's just one game back from Reed, so... It's a tight race there, and I'm only 16 games back from Screw, so... It's okay. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to come back. Well, we get to start it with a, you know, a team that really, uh, they... Well, the Vikings really just lost to the Lions. That's his... <laughs> what else can you say about that? But I also think they're boasting one of the... Maybe the worst defense in the NFL. I mean, with all these close games... And how many points consistently get scored on them? I, the Steelers could put up the kind of numbers they did against the Bears on prime time. And if the Steelers can become seven five and one, I'll just be sick. I I think the Vikings are going to get this one. I, I feel like after the loss to the Lions, everybody's going to be doubting them, and the Steelers are feeling good after the loss to the Ravens. I feel like that's just what these two teams do. It's like after a big big win or a big loss, they're just going to come out and do the opposite. This just feels <laughs> like a game, though, that's going to keep the Steelers in the playoff race. Like, it's in prime time. It's against a pretty bad opponent. I, I feel the like refs are going like, to spot like them our, like 15 uh, points. Should have a game. Yeah, th- that, that is true. There's no Adam Thielen, no Dalvin Cook. JJ or, or TJ Watt's going to get, like, four more sacks. <laughs> 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 he didn't even practice last week and he had three and a half. He was fresh. Someone someone asked Coach Tomlin if uh he would play if uh going forward they wouldn't let him they're like going forward is it safe to say he won't practice for the team if he keeps having games like this? And Tomlin's like, Yes, he will practice and there won't be any music either. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> he had such a just evil answer when asked about that. He's like He's good at running routes. I'll be the one that makes a game plan of runs and plans. <laughs> we, 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 we were, we were one just joking around here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Chris Boswell is fired. We're going for two every play again. It's 2018. Yeah. Chris Boswell has the highest uh, field goal accuracy in the league this year. Really? More than Justin Tucker? Yeah. More than Justin Tucker. Impressive. The boss got. I'm saying the AFC North has the best kickers. We'll yeah. ignore the Browns, but <laughs> well, if the Browns ever get in that range, we'll figure out if they have a good kicker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, I, I just I, I had a really tough time picking games this week. When you have games like Seahawks Texans. And Ravens, Browns again, even uh, Lions, Broncos, like all of these games are just. I texted out. This is the hardest pick 'em I've had, like the hardest pick 'em week so far. <laughs> it's, it's tough, and I, yeah, I mean Davis Mills is playing for the Texans. You can't. <laughs> there's no way you can pick the Texans. Yeah, when Davis Mills <laughs> is playing. 
Yeah, I, I feel pretty like I know the Seahawks have been bad, even if they're even they're if even if they just completely regress from what they did last week and go back to being the terrible team they were before that, I still think they beat the Texans. Yeah. There was one game I was looking at here. Uh Bills, Bucks. Now, while I wrote off the Bills Patriots game, I still I just don't know what to make of the Bills right now. I they still even as the Patriots were running the ball on them consistently, the, the Bills just refused to like even trust their run game. And I understand Matt Breida kind of muffed a carry a little bit there, but he just like they, dropped they it just, on the ground. <laughs> they, they don't, they don't want to run the ball and they just stay so one dimensional. And now they're at seven and six. It's just, are they going to get blown out by the bucks here? I don't think they'll get blown out. Um, but no, I'm I'm picking the Bucks. Uh, I don't really trust the Bills right now. I mean, it does I, feel like it does feel like the cracks are starting to show a little bit with the Bills. Like head coach comes out and says, "Like let's not give Bill Belichick more credit than he deserves." <laughs> like that's just that was a weird thing to say. And then he it came out that he like didn't trust Isaiah McKenzie to return punts in the conditions and. I guess Isaiah McKenzie didn't know that and then tweeted about it. But, like, also, I probably wouldn't trust Isaiah McKenzie to return <laughs> punts in that wind. Um, I honestly wouldn't have even had somebody back there for your team. Like, it's like it's it was so weird. They both – nobody could feel the, the punts because the ball's moving around or they can't judge it. So I just would have left it and, like, you know, we're just going to go for the block. And if not, then – so be it. And I hope that they shank it like they did on the first first yeah. one where it was like a 15-yard yeah. punt. You know, now that you guys are bringing up all these things, it just reminded me that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde did a joint press conference and both like got yeah. angry at a reporter. <laughs> yeah, like the reporter asked a kind of dumb question, but first of all, the joint press conference is weird, and then walking out in unison on it was just even more weird <laughs> like what's going on with this team right now man this is yeah. such a meltdown it just feels off like everything feels weird just no mojo no mojo <laughs> Leonard Fournette might just go off against them it's apparently they just can't stop the run honestly a bet like Leonard Fournette two touchdowns and Gronk two touchdowns <laughs> isn't even that crazy anymore <laughs> No, I bet that's still like for you. That's not crazy, but uh, <laughs> I don't know that it's like a solid bet. But I, you know, you'll, you'll get some picks. good odds, though. You'll get some good odds. Yeah, I, I like it. There's right, such Gronk, a anytime. There's such a good Gronk chance anytime. they they get to the one yard line and just give it to Leonard Fournette. I like the Leonard Fournette two touchdown, but Leonard Fournette and Gronk two touchdown. Hey, it's like that just has to take it like. One step further. Where I, there's actually, value. I can I can take it a step even further for oh, you. Sure you so we have two touchdowns for both of them, and then we get to the one yard line. Cameron Brait touchdown. Hey, so just so saying the, the Bucks are scoring five touchdowns. <laughs> Maybe they have to be those five players to score. Can you odds plus thirty thousand? I have a dumb question, but can you like? Can you parlay stuff that like kind of depends on something else? Like, can you parlay like two Gronk receiving touchdowns and also like Tom Brady more than two or like two touchdown passes? Yeah, you can. You can. I think the odds like 
like the stacking of the odds does lessen though a few. Yeah. Okay. Like but, you, yeah, you could. It just seems yeah. like you'd be able to get like better odds than you'd think by like stacking things that kind of have to all happen. Yeah, if you do it like that, where it's like Tom Brady two touchdowns, Rock two touchdowns, you're not going to get better odds. But like you okay. can do things that are like if you like if you think it's going to be a shootout, you kind of go like you know a couple guys over the receiving and you know point total going over and stuff like that that. I don't want to get too off topic with my bets, but (laughs) we're acting like we're gambling experts. Like we just (laughs) bet for like a year. Like we're talking like shark techniques. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm sad the Colts are on a bye week because Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns is a lock. Now he's just going to get like three touchdowns every week from here on out. I mean, it's probably a lock at this point. Like Joe Burrow, one and a half turnovers every week. Just like book it. <laughs> yeah, J- Jonathan Taylor's touchdown odds like last week were like minus two seventy. It's like <laughs> insane. Oh my god, it's kind of in- incredible. It's sad this week because maybe because Adam Thielen's out, but Justin Jefferson has finally gone into minus one hundred territory. He was at plus one hundred five for a while there. But, you know, maybe I'll just have to bet on him getting two touchdowns. <laughs> Tough life. KJ Osborne could get, get another touchdown. Sure could. What about Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> He's on the Giants, so it would be tough well, for him to get a touchdown you know, in that game. I don't really pay attention to the whereabouts of <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> well, it's still a good joke because the yeah. Giants have to, you know, get close to the end zone first. and. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph in multiple situations this year has just completely hawked a touchdown, and then you don't hear from him for the rest of the game, like not even taking snaps. And they've signed him to like a pretty, not like significant money, but they they paid him way more than he's worth. They paid him same amount, or they paid him that much to get the same amount of touchdowns as Andrew Thomas. At least I think that was the lineman to catch that pass. That is true. <laughs> Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. You love to hear about it, guys. <laughs> oh, um, I'm looking at all these other games, Falcons, Panthers. I feel like this is one where the Panthers randomly. That, that, that's the game that you picked out. You're like, <laughs> let's look at the games. One to talk about. You're like, Falcons, Panthers. Falcons, this, Panthers. this is the most interesting. It should be an easy game to pick, but it's not. I, I, I had a tough time picking it. Actually, I haven't picked it yet, so I still have to do that. Will Cam Newton complete more than 50% of his passes? It's <laughs> a lot to ask. <laughs> what game were you thinking of, Alex? I, I literally any other game. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about Bengals Forty Niners? I feel like that's a, that's an interesting one. I'm not looking forward to that. I think this is the first time I picked against the Bengals all year. Really? I'm pretty sure it is. It just feels right with like. They lost a game to the Chargers where they came back and then like everybody got injured. Who knows if Joe Burrow can throw the fo- the ball. It just feels feels ripe for like a Zach Taylor blowout. It's true. 49ers have quite a few injuries themselves though, so I guess. Old, but... but I mean 
back to Zach Taylor. He came out and I don't know if you all saw in red zone where the clock was ticking down and like they could have spiked the ball and then try to hail Mary. And they just didn't. Oh, yeah, and they just didn't. Yeah, everybody thought like, oh, Zach Taylor called it off because he didn't want to risk like Burrow hurting his pinky more. But then after the game, he came out and said, I was just worried about leaving time on the clock. It's like there was 10 seconds left and it was third down. Just spike it when it gets to like three seconds and then run your fourth downhill Mary. I don't know how it's that hard. Like, how do you miscommunicate that? That's some Sean McVay thinking right there. I don't, I don't understand right. how you don't have that ready to go. How Like, he said he was trying to call a pass play on third down. Like, he wanted to run one more play. I just, I was baffled that he <laughs> just straight up admitted, oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of fed that one up. <laughs> that one's on me. Uh, but yeah, he probably weren't going to score, but still, come on, man. It was a chance. Yeah, it, it always does amaze me when coaches are so bad at that. I speaking of which, I forgot to mention this on the in the Vikings game, but when they had the ball and they were driving to, or like they had the ball in field goal territory to take the lead, and obviously they ended up scoring a touchdown. But they they weren't running down the cl- the play clock all the way, and then. I was like, they, they ran a play with and a little over three, uh, you know, it was like three and a half minutes left. Uh, it, was, it was under, it was under that. It was like a little over three minutes. Um, and they snapped the ball and they, and I was like, all right, well, it's fine. They're going to be able to just run this down with a two minute warning if they let this, let this run down uh, before the next snap. And they snapped it again with like 10 seconds left. And then the play ended and with like 243. And then, so they had to run another play before the two minute warning. If they had just not done that, they would have been able to run it down to like a minute 20. And then the Lions would have had a lot tougher time scoring. Well, Mike Zimmer's probably on his way out. (laughs) He's just so distracted by his supermodel girlfriend. Is that real? (laughs) That's real. She was at the game. What the hell, man? It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> Where was where's Mike Zimmer on that uh, coach's ball? <laughs> Mike Zimmer was he was definitely near the end there, next to like Ron Rivera was twenty eighth. Um, Matt Lafleur was number one, and then there was big argument about Cliff Kingsbury only being number four. Um, Is that low for Cliff Kingsbury? He's yeah, a, he's bad looking guy. Who was like know. two and three? Uh, Zach Taylor was was Zach Taylor in there? No, I Zach think I might Ta- need to pull this up, man. Zach Taylor was like lower half because I remember seeing that he was like below Mike McCarthy, and I was like, all right, well, this list is trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, Just... I thought Kyle Shanahan was kind of low. I think he was behind Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, now, now was like I remember four. it was uh, you had to google the coach's name and then judge the first 10 pictures that popped up <laughs> for bill belichick it was one of the pictures was him just like there with that beat up hoodie with all the holes in it <laughs> everyone was like they give him clothes to wear why is he wearing- <laughs> oh so funny uh i need to pull that up we will get to the bottom of this <laughs> I know it was this, on the this, Packers subreddit. These are, these are the important things that they are. We have to talk about in the Pro Football Jerks podcast. <laughs> I think we should. I think I think we should rank them. 
Oh, we gosh. should. I, I think. I think uh, Robbie could do that. He'd be like, Robbie would get like one. through the first five and be like, "All right, everybody else is just ugly. Like, what am I supposed to do with that?" <laughs> Which he's not wrong, but, but... <laughs> that is probably true. Probably accurate. Uh, what else can we talk about while I pull up this incredibly important graphic <laughs> <laughs> on this? Uh audio podcast <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start streaming on youtube yeah so that way we can make references and the people who listen on audio are completely lost <laughs> talking about you locked on bengals podcast i'm not f-ing watching on youtube <laughs> stop describing the plays and saying like and you see this receiver here and this here i can't see it <laughs> All right. I, I have it up now so for everybody listening, I'll give you context because I wasn't explaining it clearly enough. A poll of 316 women ranking how hot each NFL head coach is on a scale from 1 to 10 based on the first 10 photos returned by Google Images. Reading from top to bottom, we've got Matt LaFleur, Brian Flores, Robert Sala, That's Cliff right. Kingsbury, Mike Tomlin, Sean McVay, Mike Vrabel, Kevin Stefanski, Bill Belichick, and right after Bill Belichick, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was like right behind Bill Belichick. I don't know if it's worse to just be dead last or like right behind Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he's sandwiched between Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. <laughs> All right, after Pete Carroll, we got Dan Campbell, Sean McDermott, Bruce Arians, Good then Zach God. Taylor. John Harbaugh, Matt Nagy, Nick Sirianni, <laughs> Urban Meyer, Ohio version, uh, Rick, Rich Bisaka, Brandon Staley, David Coley, Andy Reid, Arthur Smith, Sean Payton, Joe Judge, Frank Reich, Mike McCarthy, Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera, Matt Rule, whew, and Vic Fangio to round out that group. I definitely thought Mike McCarthy was higher. I just completely misremembered it. <laughs> Matt Rule, I also felt bad for him. Like he seems like just like a normal looking guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just shattered him. <laughs> I think my conspiracy oh, theory is that Joe Brady made fun of Matt Rule on that rankings, and that's why he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> It's just uh, the responses and everything. I mean, one guy got the stat wrong. He was like, to the young men who may be self-conscious about their looks, remember, people will find you attractive if you just coach a team to six Super Bowls. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, when I uh, host a podcast, we just (laughs) devolve into (laughs) talking about head coach hotness. 316 random woman. But man, that that graphic just makes me lose it every time just because of the discussion surrounding it. Like, I don't see a single female fan in the replies. It's all guys that are like genuinely mad. (laughs) (laughs) But Kyle Shanahan sandwiched between Pete Carroll and Belichick. They treat it like it's an actual power rankings of the teams. (laughs) I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Anyway, are you guys ready for the best section of our podcast? Always saving it best for last. The beautiful banana. There's a beautiful banana. Overreactions. And uh, I think uh, we usually uh, read. (laughs) You have one? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I guess. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I think that I know Alex, you're, I know you're going to a game with Jack later this year, but it just feels like that type of, like going to a game i just feel like it's dying like i get so depressed seeing even primetime games from massive franchises that are in the playoff hunt and they gotta like show only the lower deck because if they show the upper deck it's like barren it's empty i just feel like nobody's going to football games anymore and it makes sense because why the would you ever want to go to that bills patriots game like (laughs) what is driving you to go watch that game Especially I, then, like, you you suffer through it, and then your team loses. And you're like, oh my god, I just wasted, like, hundreds of dollars and my Sunday night to just be miserable and watch my team lose. I, I would disagree. I feel like... <clears throat> I feel like the December games are so much better to watch in person. Like, there's something of the misery of sitting in that cold weather watching your football team play that exactly. makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, get into it more with the uh, team, I feel like. Having, like, been to, like, the Steelers-Patriots game is just miserable and cold. And, like, I mean, we won. It would suck if your team f***ing lost. And, yeah. But, like... Going there, exactly. like risking like that misery, like like there's like such a, it's such a higher it's, ceiling though of like happiness. It is. It's people feel like they're like part more part of the team. They're like I I suffered with this team. I was part of this win. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> that's actually horse. <laughs> you being there it's, doesn't matter at all. It does. You made noise. Does. You forced the false start at one point <laughs> in the game. But am I wrong? It feels like stadiums are getting emptier and emptier, and people just like don't really care to go to games anymore. I, I would agree. It seems like it's, uh, it's, it's definitely less. I'm just curious at what point they try to pivot, like the NFL teams try to pivot and like make watching the game at home like the main thing. Like I'm just curious well, when think, they give. I think up. that's definitely already the case. I, yeah. uh, they're clearly like the NFL makes all its money from people watching at home. It's because Directv is so damn expensive. <laughs> I mean, if the NFL would just get a hold on the renegade players and make them stand for the anthem, people would show up. <laughs> <laughs> to your point about the Buffalo game, man, like stand through a game like that. Stefan Diggs misses the catch that would have won you the game. And then and then you, you have to lose the game, be cold, and be like, oh, damn, I live in Buffalo. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to spend extra hours, like hours to get out of the game, too. Alex and I went to a December Monday night football game five Ooh. years ago. Couldn't feel <laughs> our feet. Panthers fans were being annoying. Alex needed lo- uh, Jordan Reed to catch just one pass, and then Jordan Reed paid him back with our visit to FedEx by punching Thomas Davis in the helmet and getting ejected. Nothing right happened. I need Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed to combine for like 10 fantasy points, and they couldn't do it. It's brutal. It was a brutal night. And from there on, from there on I said, I'm never coming back here. Uh, I think I actually came back with you guys for a preseason game against the Bengals, but oh, yeah, that's different early. times, different yeah. times. That was before the pipes started bursting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a Washington football team fan, like that's we're, we're a different case. Like the stadium is just a horrible place to go. That's hell. I, I guess the Cowboys Stadium will probably be a cool experience to like see their cool big screen and stuff. You gotta sabotage it in some way, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> 
All right, solid overreaction, Reed. Thank you. Alex or Drew? All right, all right, I'll, I'll do mine. I feel like I, like, wasted all, like, the one that I was going to use because I talked about them during the show, which is always a problem. But I, I'm i going to say uh, after this, uh, this inspiring win by the Detroit Lions, uh, the Lions are going to win out. And God. <laughs> they – they are going to rally around Dan Campbell and Jared Goff is going to lead them to a victory. And then uh, Tim Boyle is going to start in week 17 and win a game. Do you think they make the playoffs? Like, do you think it all falls for them or do they just win out? No, they just went out. Okay. Not... <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly Reed, that's, that's too much. <laughs> this is something I truly believe. And I'm not just saying, cause I well, don't what's their react. schedule? Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh. A lot of research done here. This is not research. This is just overreaction. I'm just reacting. I know, like, but it's got you've got to react to the schedule. No just... I'm not reacting to the schedule. I'm reacting to their win just now. Okay. Well, they play the Broncos, the Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. Packers Tim Boyle revenge game on the. That's actually, actually not the worst. The, it's the not the worst. Schedule. I mean, the Cardinals might be a little tough, but yeah, the, it's the Cardinals possible. Probably like the, the Packers could be resting people in Week 17, so it's really just that Cardinals game. That's uh, that's the tough one. If only the Cardinals could lock up the number one seed by next week. Even though I'm pretty sure Colt McCoy could still probably beat the Lions. I don't think I don't think it's possible for the. Cardinals to wrap up the one seed after yeah. next week. All right, Drew, what you got? So we've seen enough of the Bills this year. They can't beat the Patriots. They can't beat the Steelers. They lost to some other teams that don't come off the top of my head. Josh Allen is clearly <laughs> the issue. He's just not what he was supposed to be. And they need to put in the Nickelodeon MVP, Mitch Trubisky. It's the only way they're getting through the playoffs. That's my overreaction. I like wow. it. You know, I've always been a big Mitch Trubisky supporter, so. Wait, can I do a quick rant since you guys didn't hear my explanation for why like the games are better uh, away? Or Yeah, please. I heard I, heard I cut away. Please. I think Alex kind of covered it, but like when you go to the stadiums and it's in the middle of December and it's just cold and miserable, it, like the environment's just so much better. Like Alex said, you like suffer with the team and it's like you like risk your happiness. It's like you risk going to the game and being freezing cold the entire time. And there's a chance that's all for nothing, or there's a chance that it's just like amazing and you just get to yell and watch your team win in person. You know, it's kind of gambling, but I think it's so much better. And the games mean more when it gets colder. Yeah. Like yeah. when the season comes to an end, like that's why I wanted to go to the Redskins Cowboys game this week. It's gonna be like cold and freezing. It's just gonna be like a hate build game where two teams just hate each other's guts. I love it. And you're gonna be yeah. surrounded by Cowboys fans. I don't care. And I'll wear my random Tony like shirt Panthers again. and Falcons and like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Lions fans didn't take the weather part of that gamble when they went to this Vikings game. They just. Said this is the one <laughs> out of all the games that they can win. <laughs> I'm kind of like you, Alex. I always spit out my overreactions early on in the podcast. Uh, mine was going to be about how much I appreciated this Lions win, but I already went into that. Um, 
And I'm just going to go into the Rams for my overreaction here uh, because you're right, Reeb. Their win against the Jaguars really meant nothing. The Jaguars, Carlos Hyde shouldn't have even scored. Carlos Hyde probably shouldn't even be in the league. (laughs) That's aside from the point. I just don't believe in this team whatsoever. And they actually kind of have a tough schedule uh, to close out the season here. They are going to go up against the Cardinals on Monday night here, and then they will be seeing the Seahawks after that. If the Seahawks want to have one of those random Seahawksy games, could happen, might not. Depends on if Gerald Everett wants to fumble 40 times or not. <laughs> then they've got the Vikings after that, um, the Ravens after that, the 49ers. So, you know, yeah, if, if, that's, that's possible. If they lose out, this will be like just the the biggest disappointment. Yeah, that'll be a, a huge collapse. Just like where where would they go after that? Probably how could they the even day. like how could they even show up in twenty twenty two? Like, hey, we're back. Don't don't think about last season. That just would be brutal. So I think we have covered quite a bit here. Week thirteen was a fun one. We went for a ride. We went for a ride, everybody. We went for a ride, man. We went for a ride. <laughs> so I am going to play you out. I am your host, Pep, with Reeb, Aux, and Screw the Poo. We will see you next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.